ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு த பிஸ்னஸ் லைன் பாட்காஸ்ட் அண்ட் நிவேதிதா வரதராஜன் the election results are out and it looks like the bjp swept to sweep the hindi heartland it is making a comeback in rajasthan and in chatisgarh and it is also retaining madhya pradesh the congress it seems according to the trends is winning telangana quite decisively so what are the big takeaways of this results and does this mean that the bjp is having a leg up in the general elections in 2024 I have with me Purima Joshi who's the chief of our Delhi bureau and Richa Mishra who's the chief of our Hyderabad bureau to decode the results and give us some context about the results. Thank you so much for joining me today. Purima if I can start with you can you tell us the general trends of the day let's start with uh, each of the states let's start with Rajasthan the BJP is sweeping Rajasthan uh, it is it has more than 115 seats when the Congress has Uh, almost 70 seats can you tell us the dynamics of the state well rajasthan has had the tradition of uh, throwing out uh, incumbents as they say roti palatna ka rivaz as in it's a tradition for the last 30 years to to vote out the incumbent government so uh, within that framework it is not uh, it is not a surprising result uh the only thing is that uh, people were expecting in fact till yesterday i was getting calls from the congress uh, uh boardroom in uh, rajasthan about there being a consolidation of the scheduled caste scheduled tribes and muslims in favor of the congress and there being a rural urban divide in in rajasthan uh because of the uh array of uh, welfare schemes uh, that uh, ashok gelot had started uh you know subsidized uh, lp lpg cylinders for 500 rupees free phones for women uh health insurance up to 25 lakhs uh, which they promised to increase till uh, to 250 lakhs in their manifesto so ashok gelot had uh, had uh, p- posited himself as this uh, uh this this figure who who roll, rolls out uh, welfare schemes and he believed that he had uh, cultivated a constituency for himself in every every uh, region of the state but uh, that proved to be uh, a fallacy and bjp has bounced back also i feel that uh, that the older calculations of uh, uh, of caste and uh, also bjp's very very formidable organization in the state Uh, this is a state where lk advani was a pracharak in alwar for for a very long time they've had a history with the uh, with the with the state having contributed much to the rsss kitty also jansang uh, abjp's previous avatar uh, was very active in the state so uh, rajasthan has a has had a history and tradition of bjp's very very strong organization uh, and they've been able to uh, override the popularity of these schemes and play on the caste equations uh, in that there was a polarization of the upper caste particularly the rajputs also the gujars who were mismiffed with the congress because of the treatment that had been meted out uh, uh, to sachin pile pilot by ashok kelot there was terrible infighting in the in the congress all that uh, play uh, all that sort of uh, played out in the elections also one shouldn't forget uh, that this was an election where the prime minister com- campaigned uh, uh quite uh, heavily like he does in every election but uh, it seems that in hindi heartland state uh, states especially uh the prime minister's popularity is unwavering and coupled with the bjp's organization their strategy of fielding fresh faces bjp fielded some seven or eight mps 
in the in the elections uh, as opposed to the congress which went along with the older faces which had anti incumbency against them there was no there, there was no anti incumbency against ashok gehlot particularly i traveled in the state and i saw that ashok gehlot himself was quite popular but his mlas were fairly unpopular in the state uh, so uh, uh, he did not change them uh, because they remained loyal to him in his fight against sachin uh, pilot and uh, he distributed tickets to them freely and the people voted against them so all these factors played out but one thing which is consistent in these states which is which is true of rajasthan as well is three factors for the bjp very strong organization unwavering popularity of the prime minister and the ability to infuse momentum and fresh energy into their into their campaign with fresh faces new slogans uh and so on so that uh, that sort of worked in the bjp's favor bjp seems to have mastered some sort of a of a dynamic of a relation where they're keeping some uh, known faces and they're introducing new ones like you said like kraman singh is old uh, he's a old war hand he's he's uh, shivraj singh chauhan is a four time chief minister so is raman singh how does that dynamics play out in the bjp yeah well you know the bjp uh, in fact uh, was not uh, was not projecting the older faces uh, too much if you notice uh, even uh, uh, even shivraj singh chauhan was uh, after the bjp lost the election in 2018 uh, shivraj singh chauhan wanted to stay on uh, in fact all these people had lost the elections vasundhara rajan in rajasthan raman singh in chatisgarh and uh, shivraj singh chauhan in uh, madhya pradesh they wanted to remain in their states and uh, continue to be continue to play a part in the state politics and uh, be leaders of opposition but the bjp if you recall uh, they they called them to the center uh, organization they, they gave them positions in the center organization despite the fact that they did not want it they wanted to remain state satraps and uh, you know fight for another day but the bjp wanted them assimilated in the central organization and work with narendra modi and amit shah and they all have their little egos you see they were all contemporaries with narendra modi whether it is vasundhara rajay in rajasthan or uh, uh, shivran singh chauhan in 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 madhya pradesh particularly they were all contemporaries together they were they uh, shivran singh chauhan has been chief minister since 2004 and 5 uh, so has vasundhara rajay has been chief minister on and off since 2003 uh and they've been contemporaries with the with the narendra modi who was gujarat chief minister since 2000 uh 2001 2 and uh, uh they did not want to want to be uh, assimilated in the central organization but they were uh they were sort of assimilated sort of but uh, and during the elections if you notice in rajasthan vasundhara rajay was not projected as chief minister and narendra modi in fact said it in a in a uh, in an election meeting that there is no uh, one candidate there is only one uh, candidate which is the lotus which is the symbol of the party which is an indication that we are not projecting anybody as chief minister uh, in fact i was speaking to just now uh, i was speaking to somebody in the rss who was saying that uh, after all this victory who is to be the chief minister in all these states it's not very clear whether vasundhara rajay will be chief minister in rajasthan despite the fact that the bjp has uh, has sort of won about 115 seats there uh, in madhya pradesh it will be slightly difficult and tr- tricky to remove uh, shivraj singh chauhan's uh, stake as chief minister because he is the person in charge 
he was sent back after the bjp brought down kamal nath's government in uh, 2020 uh, but uh, uh, he if you notice the statements that they are all making they are they are first saying it is it is uh, prime minister modi it is uh, home minister amisha who spearheaded the campaign etc they are all giving credit to to mr modi for that uh, they all want to secure themselves for themselves the job uh, but i'm not too sure whether these people themselves are going to be projected as chief minister or maybe uh, since elections are coming uh, in 2024 general elections maybe the bjp would want to go along with them for for a while and then replace them but because bjp has shown the tendency to make this generational change uh, quite fast given that so many uh, young mps and so on were fielded 18 mps and uh, central ministers were were fielded in the campaign uh, i'm not sure which one would be picked to to be chief minister if not now maybe after 2024 uh, that's a very interesting uh, point we'll come to that in just a bit but i wanted to talk a little bit about telangana the congress has done very well in telangana richa what made uh, what helped congress in telangana so nevedira we could say that the state of telangana is like what a soul spark in congress uh, success story right now because uh, since 2014 since the state came and uh, of course so uh, it uh, was uh, the creation happened during the congress regime at the center also but uh, it did not yield any results to them so uh, the success story uh, for congress has come now what worked for them is uh, you know a lot of debates and discussions but clearly if you look at the voting pattern i mean to put it very lamely one could say anti incumbency and that worked but uh, there was a clear division of uh, urban and rural divide the state has been going through that process you know it's hyderabad versus the rest kind and uh, in if you see uh, the pattern also in urban that is hyderabad and around uh, brs has done well so it's definitely a divide that has happened and uh, the man who was leading it there was a lot uh, people were actually uh, not willing to vote for him i'm talking about mr k cr there was something which they felt was missing over the years the trust element which they had on him was somehow not happening the process of governance also was becoming a challenge so it was not the welfare schemes which were were the factor or anything else but the entire process of governance they felt abuse of power and an interesting point in telangana you must remember normally when the postal uh, ballots are opened and the voting pattern happens punima can correct me here if i'm wrong the trend by afternoon or so changes but this time in case of telangana the trend remained and congress continued to you know uh, move ahead although the margin is thin it's around uh, 63 63 64 the last i saw and uh, the expectations were people were thinking they'll hit a 70 which did not happen uh, other other big element for telangana was the rahul gandhi factor i mean it really really played a big role the padyatra did make a lot of difference 
So what next for the Telangana Rashtra Sabhati? They renamed themselves, rebranded themselves to become BRS, right? Bharatiya Rashtra Sabhati. What next for them, Richa? Uh, they are not giving up and, you know, we can't really write them off because if you see currently the numbers also, they are uh, 40 uh, odd, uh, which they have right now. So, I mean, uh, uh, someone and uh, leading the total number is 40 plus of around in their 40s. So, you know, uh, and uh, they are a, a common factor between them and the way BJP operates is also that uh, they can pull the rug anytime. So Congress has to tread very, very cautiously. They have got uh, around uh, 60, 63 or so, and knowing the way Congress goes about, their internal infights on creates problem for Congress. So we'll have to wait and watch. If they stabilize in first three months Congress, then uh, BRS, of course, will be an opposition and a strong opposition. They won't be lame at all. Uh, the party is not giving up, uh, you know, so you can't really write them off. No one in politics can be written off and even they cannot be written off. So what happens to their national ambitions, Purnima? That continues. They, they, will, uh, they are projecting themselves. They want to build on that narrative and they'll continue to do so. Uh -huh. So how will it, uh, Purnima, how will it have a larger impact seeing that the B, uh, BJP has done very well in this election and the Congress hasn't done that well? I think it's a, it's a, it's a repeat of uh, what happened in 2013 where the BJP swept in the Hindi heartland states uh, in these precisely these elections and then went on to get such a huge momentum from, from Mr. Modi's uh, election in 2014. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be a repeat of 2014, but it doesn't definitely does bring a uh, spring in the step of the BJP. Because uh, if you look at uh, Gujarat and Madhya Pradesh, Gujarat is a state where the BJP has not lost power in the last 30 years. It's like an unbreachable uh, fortress that the BJP has built. And uh, Madhya Pradesh is a state contiguous with Gujarat. And this is the fifth term Shivraj Singh Chauhan is seeking. Madhya Pradesh has 29 Lok Sabha seats. Uh, Rajasthan has 25 Lok Sabha seats. Uh, Chhattisgarh ha has 11 Lok Sabha seats. Combined with Gujarat, which again has 26 Lok Sabha seats. Uh, you, you, can, you can add on the numbers because not only is the BJP state uh, organization parties working full-time on the ground, now they have the provincial governments under their, uh, uh, their power. And along with, uh, with another big state, uh, Uttar Pradesh, with 80 Lok Sabha seats, BJP is, uh, is very, very strong in as many as 171 Lok Sabha seats. Uh, now, that's a very big distance, uh, uh, you know, and an advantage to start the Lok Sabha elections with. Uh, so I'm not saying that it's all done and dusted. BJP is not a party which, which rests on its laurels. They'll be planning and strategizing uh, within this week uh, itself. But uh, it's a lot for the opposition to sit and ponder over because now they have to, so far, they have not finalized their seats. They have not done seat distribution in crucial states like Kerala, where the Congress is in fight with the left, in West Bengal, where the Congress is in fight with, the, with Mamta Banerjee, in Punjab, where the Congress is in fight with the Aam Party, in Delhi, where the Congress is, is in fight with the Aam Party. Now, Congress was waiting to see if they were going to do well. 
uh, in these elections and then bargain from a position of power in that, you know, get more seats uh, into their kitty. And uh, now, uh, last I heard, Malik Arjun Kharge was ringing up all the opposition leaders and asking them to collaborate in uh, a strategy meeting on December 6th. So it's not all done, but it definitely brings a momentum and an energy to the BJP's campaign. And it, uh, it kind of is a blow to the Congress particularly and in opposition uh, in general, uh, in the run-up to the general elections. So how does this change the dynamics within uh, the India alliance? It changes the dynamics because so far the BJP, the Congress was on a high yes. after the Karnataka elections and they were not willing to set down and negotiate seats uh, with, with the opposition. See, the whole idea of India alliance is to have one joint opposition candidate against the BJP in all the states. That is the whole uh, summon purpose of, of the India Alliance. Unless that happens, there is no logic to it. Now, if you keep fighting within yourself and do not have a joint candidate, it defeats the purpose of having an alliance against, uh, uh, against the BJP. Now, so far, the Congress had had an upper hand. They were prevaricating. They were not sitting down and, and, uh, uh, and settling with, with the other par parties. Uh, because the Congress is, is the party in contention in every state where they have to negotiate for seats. And if they were on a high again, if they had won these elections, they would have bargained for more seats within themselves. Now, the opposition parties, the regional parties, the groupings, the Trinamool Congress, the DMK, the AAP, uh, you know, uh, left, they will all have an upper hand over the Congress because, see, you were not able to win. Uh, in a direct contest with the with the BJP, so let us also have uh, seats. You know, in Rajasthan, uh, the if if the Bahujan Samaj Party is right now not in uh, not in not a part of the India mm -hmm. Alliance, but if they were to be, if you remember, in uh, in the middle of the elections, Kamal Nath had a spat with Samajwadi Party Akhilesh Yadav. Uh, they said things to each other because Samajwadi Party wanted an alliance with the Congress in these elections. The Congress refused to give it to them. So there was a war of words between Akhilesh Yadav and Kamal Nath. So all of these equations will change. The power dynamics will change. The Congress will be under pressure to give in more seats uh, to, to the opposition in this. So is it safe to say that there will be a consolidation among the opposition parties because now they realize that it's to win against the BJP. It's like a, it's like reinforcing, right? To win against the BJP is tough. So can we see them consolidate and work, uh, work in a more coordinated manner? Well, we'll have to see about that because uh, that was the whole purpose of having an India alliance. But there have been so many internal dissensions. There have been so many exchanges between them. Uh, that unless uh, the Congress takes a more sagacious, more kind of, uh, uh, you know, a paternal uh, role and is willing to let go of seats, uh, I don't see this be, being a very harmonious exercise, if you ask me. Okay, so finally, before I uh, end this podcast, can you get, tell us a little bit about who could be the next chief ministers in these states, Purnima? Yeah, well, that's a question to be asked. The obvious choices are, of course, uh, Shivraj Singh Johan, Vasundara Raje, and uh, uh, and Raman Singh. Uh, but uh, uh, they have all said that there'll be a meeting of the of the central party and observers in the evening. Uh, 
and uh, of course all of them will uh, if you see Vas uh, vasundhara rajay's cavalcade moving into the bjp headquarters in jaipur there were a whole lot of supporters and sloganeering etc now vasundhara has about 20 to 25 loyalists mlas who have been given tickets on uh, at her behest by the party uh, the bjp has 115 mlas so far uh, as the results are coming in and uh, you need a majority of 100 and 101 seats so they cannot afford to alienate vasundhara rajay if she wants to be chief minister the bjp cannot ignore that claim so i would say she is a very strong contender although the bjp would like a change of guard they would like a fresh face they would like any of these newcomers that they have projected the akumari rajendra rathore uh what have you even uh, uh you know in some quarters the names of uh, uh union minister ashwini vaishnav have, have been mentioned uh so whether they like it or not i think uh, the the issue right now would be to keep their house together and not have dissensions which can be fueled by ignoring vasundhara rajay's claims so i would say she she has a very strong chance in madhya pradesh again shivra it is shivra singh chauhan's election he was the face he his largely schemes his welfare scheme he was seen as the more compassionate brother mama you know those kind of epithets were used used for him and it is his election so ignoring his claim would cost the bjp dear especially when um uh, when 2024 elections are coming so uh so uh we'll see, we'll see if his claim is ignored by the party he still has age on his side he's about 64 years old so i don't see any reason why he should be replaced by another claimant uh but you never know in the bjp so it's not certain although i would say shivraj singh chauhan is the natural choice to be the chief minister he is the incumbent he is the he's won the election there is no sense in replacing him uh so he would be my my uh best choice to to lead madhya pradesh similarly in um, chatisgarh the bjp has not been able to project anyone uh there are other obc leaders whose claims have been there in chatisgarh but uh, raman singh is there he's uh, he's uh, sort of talking on all, all television channels so he's the most visible face but i suspect the bjp might uh, pick a more obc face uh in uh, madhya pradesh remains to be seen and uh, in uh, chatisgarh sorry and in telangana uh, can tell us a little more about revant reddy who is the congress chief of that state and a probable uh, chief minister candidate as he's being tipped yes so uh, in telangana nivedita congress would like to play it safe as i said earlier also congress has a very bad track record of internal politics so you know they would like to project someone who can uh, safely sail it through and raven reddy has come up from the ranks and uh, he has like really battled it out fought it out tablet himself as a you know true politician uh, in every aspect he's re uh, represented in uh, the looks uh, at the center also and uh, at the state also but Devan Reddy has never been part of governance. He has never. He's always been in the opposition. So, uh, but I don't think that would be a negative factor against him. Uh, he has been the face. I, uh, there is a gut feeling that he'll be the probable candidate, and uh, Congress would like someone who could take people along within the party, and others would be looking up to him. 
that okay this is the person who's going to lead us so basically it will be a play safe strategy for congress here okay thank you ladies for joining me in this podcast today thank you